Well, I bought it on Facebook Marketplace, and I've never bought anything from Facebook Marketplace. But it's being shipped, apparently. But it's like still like your order is confirmed, but I don't know if this dude is like for real. But I bought a set of tabla drums. Ooh, sick! For a hundred bucks, and they need some retuning. But I, I think I can figure it out. So I'm really pumped about that. Sick. Yeah, I did buy a new kit that I'm pumped about too. So what kind of wood is it? It is maple. It's a, it's a, it's actually like this new line, Diamond Drums from Craviato. Oh wow, Craviato is really nice. These are like the, the budget Craviatos, oh, okay. but they're sound and look amazing. Hell, yeah, really neat. yeah. I don't know what else could be better. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, could um, it, could really it just fun. cost a bit more? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just charge me a little. Yeah, little just more. so I could say they're more. Yeah. So I'm really pumped about those. Um, and just, yeah. I, and like, I got into a little bit of Elvin Jones too. Like, I've always wanted to dive into some of his stuff. And Drumio, uh, what's that guy, Brandon Toes or whatever? Or I don't know how you say his last name. But this guy is doing a great job of like, he spans the spectrum, I feel like, pretty well, too, of doing, like, he'll break down, like, a Love Supreme with Elvin Jones. Oh, wow. And he broke down that beat, and then also the ideas that he's using. Because, you know, a lot of people in their lessons online will be like, this is what he's doing. I know this for a fact. And it's like, no. Like, if you listen to Mitch Mitchell, like, no one's going to know what he's doing. Like, he's fucking awesome. And you can do... You can, I feel like I like it when I see someone as a drummer be like, this is the idea that he's getting. Right. And this, he's probably doing this, but he's, and I like that kind of drumming of like, I have not written this out. I'm not going to do this exact same thing every time. Right. But like, I've got some ideas and like, I'm going to use them, but like, it's going to be different, a little different each time because I'm stretching myself every time I play it. Um. But he, this Brandon guy breaks down, like, he's done Art Blakey, Elvin Jones, even did, like, Alex Van Halen, and he's done some Bonham. Like, he just goes jazz, rock, funk, all of it, and just does a really good job of explaining, like, here are the ideas, here's the beat. So if you get this, and then maybe he does this here, maybe he does that there, but none of this is, like, set in stone. Right. But I feel like growing up, I always thought, like, oh, you gotta play it like they played it. Right. And then you see them play it live, and you're like, they do it different. They don't even do that. Yeah. Yeah, Stuart Copeland's famous for saying, like, I don't even, I I jammed in the studio. Yeah. When I play it live, I just do whatever else. Yeah. I never play the same thing. And that's only useful if you're, like, in a wedding band, like, nailing the the part or something. Like, that's not useful. Yeah. Which I, I did go, like, through the, like, the high school kind of drumline phase of, like, being in, like, a pep band or a jazz band and, like, learning stuff for, like, shows. I'd be like, learn these parts and, like, I like these parts. This is cool to recreate this. It's like playing lower Broadway. Sure, sure. And it does, it is cool, but, but there's the idea, a ceiling to it. Sure. Right. Yeah. The idea is to take the you can only idea. Copy, idea. Exactly. Yeah, and then right. make it your own. Right. Yeah. You can only copy so, you can only be someone's so far, you know. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about music. It's like yeah. you really get to be... An individual. Yeah, express yourself 
And if people don't like it, then they can go somewhere else. <laughs> Very nicely said. You have to go really far away because yeah. my amp is loud as shit. Yeah. <laughs> I beat the <laughs> hell out of these drums, so you're going to have to run fast and long to get away from this. Right. All right, Matthew. What? So who are some of your favorite guitarists or like? Uh, my favorite guitar player is Willie Nelson. Really? Yeah. Yes. Um, then probably Jimi Hendrix. Um, from you know Seattle guy. It was like he was just like in the blood. Then probably Chuck Berry. I don't know. I'll just go with those three. All right. Cool. Awesome. Um, yeah. All right. Anything else y'all would like to have say before I? I'm gonna ask you the last question, but then go into band questions. Yeah, I think I, I think I've told you everything about my entire life. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Great. Yeah, this is good. Everything that I care about. Yeah, yeah that's all that matters. Yeah. What is so? What is something absurd that you love or do? Uh, I was thinking about this. I I really like doing physical things. Yeah, like what? I mean, drumming is one, obviously, but I've gotten in the last few years really heavily into martial arts, and like yesterday, working this construction job, we had all this material to build this fence that we were unloading, and some days I get there, and I'm like, I'm sore from working out or doing whatever I'm doing, and I don't want to do this, and yesterday, I was like, I don't really want to do this, but I got to the point, I'm like, you know what, you're going to have this... Yesterday was going to be my, I'm not working out today day. I'm like, you know what? I probably need to work out. And I'll use this as a workout. And the other two guys also working their asses off. But one of them was just complaining about it. And after I got done, I was like, I feel amazing. I feel great. And like, I was wheelbarrowing <laughs> and like this concrete. And I'm like, you know what? I'll put this over here. I'm like, might as well do some trucks. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> or like... You know, like when you get a bunch of two by fours, you can stack them on your shoulder. I, the personal trainer's coming out a little bit. Stack them on your shoulder and walk it gives you a great core workout. It really does. And you switch your side, get both sides, and then you can carry it like this, and you get a great core workout and then great bicep workout. Right. And the whole time I'm like, you know what? I, I'm just getting that beach body ready, and I'm getting paid. Yeah. yeah like, why true. are you complaining? It's true. It's are true. Are you a personal trainer? I, yes, but I've been very inactive since before COVID. Right before COVID, we were touring a lot, and I, it's it's really weird. I was doing Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu before I came over here, and I saw this guy who I worked in his gym, and he was there tonight. I've been thinking about him a lot recently, about reaching out and be like, I need to get back into personal training, like, and he just showed up. That's so weird. Look at that. Yeah. And, but I do like that as like a side hustle. Um, Where did you personal train at? It's called the grow house method. And I also did it. I also did it on my own, like different places. Like I would, I'm not going to tell you exactly the gym I went to, but I'd go and like, I would tell the person, act like we're workout buddies. Cause I'm really they're not supposed to be training anywhere right. here. Cause <laughs> they didn't hire me, but uh, right. I'm going to like, if, if their staff comes around, I'm going to do a quick set. <laughs> so something weird, just do that. Like, So I'd go to gyms with people on the slide. Okay, now yeah. go ahead and lift this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
what you're gonna wanna do to fire your rhomboids. <laughs> it's like, that's, uh, oh yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do miss that. It was, uh, and I, I've been thinking a lot about, like, you know, how I can transfer that into uh, fitting it more toward, gearing it more towards musicians, mm-hmm. especially drummers, because right. I. Like, I don't think we as musicians have to be in extraordinary shape, but being in some sort of shape definitely makes it all easier and better. Easier and you have your long-term game. Yeah. Um, and like, I, I did it this year. I usually do it over the holidays. I work out less, I eat more and like gain some weight and then cut it, try to cut it back after that. And it's like this year, like towards the end, I was just like, I feel like garbage. Like, like I just, I've been like drinking too much, eating and whatever. I'm like, I don't, I don't like this feeling. And it's like, getting to that point makes me just lights a fire in me too. Right. Yeah. So I like a lot of physicality. Definitely. Just, I always have as a little kid, even. Nice. Yeah. I'm the same way. I always have to be moving. I yeah. Get bored. Can only sit still. I mean, I can sit still if I have a thing to focus on. Then you're tapping. Tapping, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I gotta move something. I have so much energy. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're you're a true drummer. <laughs> yeah. I would climb all the trees in my yard. Yeah. I, I was a big rock climber, so I... Grew. I just went to climb uh, last week with oh, a yeah? buddy. Yeah. Nice. I'm not any good at it, but I do love it. Yeah, I mean, it's great for your hand strength. Yeah. I haven't climbed in a gym in a while, but I go down to... Chattanooga then go outside right they have a bunch of great outdoors oh, yeah I mean there. at the bottom of my street were like boulders the size of this house if not bigger and I would just climb them with my friends you know yeah play airsoft and run away from <laughs> each other and shit but yeah climb shit shoot shit chase shit yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Then I'd drive to the back of the mountain go off-roading you know yeah all American dream. shoot my guns yes you know, <laughs> drink my whiskey <laughs> Live the dream. Right. All right, cool. Now we're going to get to band questions. So I already asked y'all, like, how'd y'all met? Y'all met on uh, Craigslist. So then y'all formed, and then how did y'all find the other guy that's in y'all's band? Dylan had moved from Gettysburg uh, with his band, The Static Trees, and he played in it with Nikki Barber, who's in The Meeks. Yeah. And they were great, and they came to our shows, and we kind of met them through there. Um, and y'all been a band what ten years now? He's been with us for eight, nine, eight. Been almost we're coming up on twelve years, right? Yeah. Wow. With well, that with Dylan. Uh, with Dylan. Uh, twelve. Zach and I, and Dylan was three years after that. Yeah. Wow. And Dylan's coming up on nine. So no other members other than No, we had Ollie Dog. He played harmonica with us for about four years, and um, he didn't really want to progress outside of kind of regular blues style harmonica, and we kind of wanted to do everything, other things, and so we parted ways. Um, so it's just been the three of us. We had another guitar player playing with us for uh, a year or so, but. He had another commitment, and so we're just like, well, just settle into this until somebody else shows up. If not, you know, it's 
kind of like wait for the person to show up. Um, don't really have a perfect vision of like, well, the band needs to be this. It's been like, let's go play some shows and right. play songs and yeah, do, mm. do something. Who sticks around? That's the. I mean, you do run into these people in Nashville or anywhere, but Nashville, you know, people will trap themselves. If it's not perfect, they won't release the recording or do the show or they'll, you know, they'll be stuck in their houses with something that potentially could be great. Sure. Uh, and but no one will know. Right. Yeah. Some of the best songs I ever heard were just someone just sitting there playing it in their living room and they're never going to do anything with it. And it's like, okay, that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can inspire a lot of people. You're just not selfish enough to go make a career out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but just good. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. There's always to look at it. But yeah. I like both. I've started to appreciate just the idea of putting stuff out. Yeah. Absolutely. And not really just being like, like I definitely, like we have, you know, the new album out, we're trying to push it and I like that and we should. Yeah. Also like, it's like, sometimes it's nice just to be like, I, I did a song. Here it is. It's, it's here. Here you go. If you want to listen to it, cool. If you don't, you can leave. Yeah. <laughs> or you just like release something and then like, you're like, maybe people like it or whatever and then months later they're like hey I really like that thing you did and yeah. it comes out yeah. nowhere and you're like great yeah I'm trying to have like I mean I think that's one thing like with music and pursuing it is like not having any expectations like yeah. really going for it but being like look I, I feel like I do that with my relationships too like right. I don't really know what's gonna happen I don't really care that's I mean I do care but you know so you can't. It's kind of it's out of your control. Yeah. You can only control so much. Exactly. It's like, that's also the beauty of life. Maybe it wasn't meant to be. And yeah. That's why it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, no expectations. That's huge. I remember when I first moved here, I expected so much. A lot of disappointment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A lot of disappointment. And you pigeonhole yourself. You're like, I have to do this, this, and this, and this doesn't happen. Then I failed right. yeah right right yeah can't do that that's yeah. discouraging yeah no i had to change the way that i thought right <laughs> mm-hmm. right so what are some band influences that you have like come together like i mean you know i've individually given y'all's influences but uh band influences like collectively inspired Rolling Stones, which are doing now. Yeah. MC Five. Yeah. I feel like those were like the first ones that we both we started playing. Were like. Yeah, those. Graham Parsons. It covers a lot. Yeah. The Stones cover so much. And MC Five is just like the the fundamental punk band as far as like energy so just like things with the energy hmm. um, uh, Jack White I think there's like the White Stripes in general he was really hey Dan when we came together and sort of there's a space for two piece bands you know he kind of made a space for that which was nice yeah. um, for, <laughs> for people to feel fine paying us <laughs> uh, for, you know, two people showing up and playing. 
uh, I've always liked him, and he was one of the he was one of the first guys that moved here. That sort of was like, hey, Nashville's cool. Um, that's not New York or LA for music, so. Nice. I like Tim. Um, Beastie Boys. Yeah, nice. that's been a that's been a pretty heavy one. Like, on and off, like throughout, but just extra recently in the past few years. They've got the energy. Yeah, and, and just like just relentless contribution. Like they just kept. They're they were so creative. Yeah. With everything. They did a lot of different stuff. The yes. breadth of their work is amazing. Yes. And every time I listen to them, there's something else to learn from it and their musicianship and like I don't know. Watching that last set of theirs at Bonnaroo in two thousand twelve. Yeah. Twelve. I was there. He was there. Damn. I recently rewatched it and I was just so blown away just by the variety. I was there, but I didn't see the Beastie Boys. <sighs> Watch, I saw Radiohead. Watch, watch the set yeah. online. It's on YouTube or whatever, but watch that set and just, you'll see what I mean. They go from their hardcore influences to their rap, yeah. to like the early rap, to their style of rap, which they like invented of just being themselves and then like being the meters and then being like a jazz instrumental band and then back to being hip hop. And it's like, and it's so seamless and they did it all so young. I mean, the, the, it's, it's magic now because they had lived so long and done so much, but they got started so young and were so influenced so early in New York and were just around great music. You could tell that you had to be around that great shit to have it come out of you. Anyway, I'm super inspired by them. And as a band, I know we all were a three-piece band. We've always, like, our Christmas song is pretty much a, <laughs> a, a Ramones meets Beastie Boys song. Uh, so incredibly deliberate uh but yeah that's that's a that's a solid band influence right there awesome yeah okay cool so what do y'all do now to get inspired or like what inspires you all i think just like living and like going around and doing stuff and meeting people what well, i mean together as a band like what do y'all mini golf mini golf yeah nice. yeah mostly mini golf where do y'all go to play mini golf? Oh, when we were on the road, we would go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. So there's only you know one or two mini golfers, golfers uh, per town. Mini golfers, <laughs> mini golfers. Uh, Come into the mini golf office. <laughs> mini golfers. I got the corner mini golfers. <laughs> <thing. laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we 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 do that. I don't know. Each one of us uh, writes great songs, and uh, so as far as like. We, we jam a lot together, so that's that's when we come together, we jam and just throw shit at the wall. And, um, I'm guessing y'all jam at his house? We jam at my yeah. house right oh, now. Oh, we've, okay. we've, I mean, we've been, we jammed, we've moved and jammed. <laughs> I lived on a school bus for a while, I, remember that's, I think that was our funniest jam, was oh, wow. uh, jamming in the school bus. But yeah, we've, we've moved. It was at Dylan's. Dylan recently moved to Lexington, Kentucky, and so our our manager and a bunch of friends all live in Lexington. So it's kind of like this second home for us. But he just recently moved up there. Um, but yeah, we all we all like uh, have our own 
niche influences, but we all like generally the same kind of stuff, and we'll bring a song together and jam on it, see where it goes. Nice. And then, like, to get outside influences, y'all just, you like to go do your workouts, you like to go to shows, or y'all go to shows, or... Yeah. Go to all that. Sometimes just waking up and, like... Drinking. I don't really. So my my house has a back big backyard with the fence. So usually I'll get ready for in the morning and let my dog out. For a while I used to walk her around the block. Like I've had so many ideas when I wake up and I'm like drinking coffee and my dog's taking a shit and I'm picking it up and then the idea hits. You know, or like you feel the warm chest. Yeah, it's, or even like when I'm in the middle of sparring, like I have very clear clear ideas either for music or like, oh, you know what? That you've been why everything's going wrong in this part of your life because you're doing this. It's weird because it's like when you're either halfway awake or you're fully engrossed in something. And it's happened to me on stage too of like. I have, like, a moment of clarity, and, like, I try to kind of not do that, just kind of be in a zone, but sometimes when you're in the zone, you're focused so much on it that all these thoughts flood your head, mm-hmm. and it's, I don't know, that, I feel like the things that I like the most are, which are music and sports, create that so much, um, and picking up shit. Yeah, picking up shit, putting it back down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always, I, I think it's, it, it goes with that. It's the, I'm, I always found mo- to be most <clears throat> successful being creative. You're, you're the most creative when you're not looking. Yeah. Right. Yourself. Yeah. It's always the dating thing too. You're always finding the one. When you're right. Not when you're not looking. looking yeah. Oh, like I, I, I need to write a song. Okay. Just pretend like it's not there. Just like, yeah, exactly. Don't worry. Don't I don't worry. need it. I don't oh, need yeah, it. Oh yeah. Cut that trim. I thought you took, oh motherfucker. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> Steady hands. How could, how could I distract <laughs> myself? <laughs> right, yeah, that too. We gotta make a new album soon, so I've been really just like, I'm like, oh man, I've been turning it on. I'm like, oh yeah, idea time. Yeah. We gotta go to the woods and record, or not record, write. Never done that. We've never like just like. Gone on a little band vacation? Like... Yeah, I've mean, been on tour for weeks on end, um, but never to like. Just play just and like, like not turn your phone on for three days and like wake up and use that use that magic morning time to play music, yeah, with each other for the purpose of being creative and all wake up at the same time, right? You know? yeah, yeah, and just use those time, use that time to be creative. So I would like to do that. Yeah, get like, a cabin. Yeah, it doesn't need to be long, you know, two three days, but just long enough, to, long enough to. Or- unplug and just like spend that time like have your have your shit set up so you wake up plug in and you're ready to go just pick it up and go mm-hmm. yeah so we'll do, we'll do something like that plus mini golf yeah, yeah. sounds like when y'all get y'all's own studio you're gonna have a little mini golf course next to it i think the studio will be mini golf in it <laughs> and yeah. you just like record on the greens <laughs> think of it like all the <laughs> yeah yeah strap the mic to the windmill yeah uh, 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 in one. <laughs> <laughs> all, yeah all the room noises that could happen 
but that yeah. that's that's real uh, studio magic there. Yeah, when y'all want like the space vibe, y'all just have to turn off the lights and it's all in glow in the dark. Yes, exactly. Uh, so where did y'all record New Way of Life? Sputnik. Sputnik. Sput- yes. In, that's uh, the second band that just said that. Oh yeah, who else did? A band's recording this week, Nick. Weekend that Sputnik, they're called Violet Moons. Nice. Mm. I interviewed them yesterday. Are they recording with Mike? I don't. I think so. Mike I think Fahey? they said Mike. Yeah, I think they said Mike. That yeah. would make sense. He's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, we recorded with him. He's Vance Powell's kind of uh, assistant, I believe. And he gets to use the all the toys when Vance isn't using them. So that's what we did. He cut us a great deal, and we recorded in three days. Sick. Mixed it in a couple more after that, and mm. it sat in the can for two years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I really like the song. I just messaged you, or the. the I got a message. I got a message. I just messaged you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got that. Yeah. The text album. No, I like that better. Thank you. My new song. Didn't you get my text? <laughs> well, I didn't get your text. But I love the one drop in that, and Thanks. kind of like the rock meets. Reggae. Yeah, 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 I love reggae. I love reggae, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what I was going for with that song. I just, it was there. I was like, oh, this, this feels good. Let's just do something like that. So. Yeah, that's probably my favorite song. Off the Thanks. Yeah, Mike went to town on the production with that particular song and all the other parts, but I was like, yeah, yeah. make it weird. Make it. You know, get King Tubby on there, you know, get real dubbed. Dub, like. dub that shit. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Yeah, I thought it was like the perfect melody of like rock in its purest form meets reggae in its purest form. And now it's so much being like rock reggae, if you know what I mean. Sure. That, makes sense. that was, yeah. It's a fine line to walk. <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. And a lot of bands have done it, and they've done it well, but. And you can keep them both like separate but still in the same. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. Again, like the Stones did a great job. I mean, they they played blues, country, rock, you know, whatever, and then also reggae. They did a great job. Great reggae. Band. Yeah. What uh? I don't know if I know the reggae tunes by the Stones. Hey, Negrita. Hey, Negrita. It was a a great Stones reggae song. Oh, Terry, oh, Terry, oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah, and then what are, what are how do you know what the album is that these are off of? Cherry Babies on Black and Blue, I think, right? That sounds right. Uh, hey Negrita is is that Goat's Head Soup? I think so. I need Ron Wood is on that album, so it might might be might be the one after that. I don't know. I need to listen. And then Keith, oh dude, you're gonna love this one. He did it with the expensive winos, but the song fucking rips. Make it too rude. Too rude? I think it's a. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great one. Fucking 1989. Jumped up. Keith. Fucking reggae with the expensive winos. <laughs> Had a lot of soul for sure. But Toots was my favorite guy. I lost him this Toots year. Toots and the yeah, yeah, so he was, he was definitely up there for me. Toots and Peter Tosh and Bob, that's hard to beat. 
those oh, guys yeah. out there. Jimmy uh, Cliff. Right, yeah. I love this. Like, right on that edge of, like, ska and dance hall and Rock all that steady. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Tim Armstrong has a really great... He is great. Reggae he's... album. Tim Armstrong. From He's a singer of Rancid. Oh, really? But okay. he... Like, I think I'm probably into reggae because of him because I was in the rancid for a while and he kept talking about how he felt like reggae and punk rock were the same thing and I was like so just like I don't get it and then once you start listening to Clash you kind of like the, go yeah, down that road police of, yeah police no. too and then when he put that album out it was like the production on that is like very what's the name of that album? I think it's called A Poet's Life by Tim Armstrong mm-hmm and then, like, of course, Gorillas came out, and then they're like, yeah, huge rage. Beastie Boys. Rage. It's like, yeah, Beastie Boys meets Clash meets yeah, the Melodica. Yes, yes, the Melodica. What did you say that Tim Armstrong album was? I think it's called oh, A Poet's Life. Okay, yeah. Life. Okay, cool. What has been y'all's favorite show that y'all that y'all played? Mine was Puck Fest. <laughs> yeah punk fest puck this puck. guy brad puck okay. the first one was awesome it was in austin during south by at this house party and they put up a quarter pipe and had bmx guys going and then the second year we played um it was kind of a similar thing but they had us play during the the big air competition and the night before we had been up talking about Chuck Berry and some of his uh, creepier tendencies. <laughs> and we're just kind of going on about him. And he's like one of my favorite guitar players. And next day we're getting ready to go out and play. And our buddy TJ, Uncle Sexy, who is running merch and driving for us, comes out. He's like, did you just hear Chuck Berry die? So it was like this weird, like, what? I feel like we've had a lot of people. I don't know, it's just that... I know it's happened. It's happened a lot. But it's also, you know, that was... All those people are dying at this time, so... But, uh, so yeah, we opened with Johnny B. Good. And I don't know if anyone else knew he had just died, but the energy was... The energy exchange was amazing. And, like, all my ex-dreams, like... X Games dreams had come true. So you're like rocking out while this was well, yeah. Imagine like our backs are against the wall and then right over here is the ramp these guys are jumping up. Yeah. And so they would like abandon their bikes and they would almost hit us. So you have to like keep an eye on <laughs> wow. bikes. The crowds in front of us like rocking. Yeah. So yeah, rocking crowd, giant bike jumps and then us playing. And it was, yeah. That was a really, really good one. Yeah, the energy exchange was good. Like, well, it's hype. This is hype. Yeah. <laughs> what this year was that? Hype. I think that was like 2017? 2018? 2017. 2017, probably. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What is y'all's favorite venue in Nashville to play? Mine is Exit In. Just because it feels like pretty historic. proper historic venue. Yeah. Um. Mine might be Mercy Lounge. Mercy is great. I, I, I've just experienced some great music in there. I like the Basement East, too. Mm-hmm. 
but it might now be Eastside Bowl. That might, that might be where it's yeah. at now. <clears throat> it doesn't have the history aspect necessarily, but uh, it is a great room. It's a great place if you haven't been oh, yet. Yeah. I went bowling last week there, okay, yeah. but I haven't seen the room. Yeah, definitely catch a show there when you can. It sounds great. It looks great. The The greatness from the bowling ca- carries over great. into the room. So I think uh, I see good things for that place. Yeah, it's good to have another venue in East Nashville, too. Yeah, right? It's not the East Room or Cobra or Five Spot. Or... Right. I mean, that's what I, I mean Madison is going to be the... That's the East East Nashville. You know? Yeah, right. The new East Nashville is normal. We're just going to make sure we make that weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I don't know if you've been to Madison, but it's pretty fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. God bless. I usually just... Like if I go to five points, then if anything happens, I can just run home. Yeah, that's true. Some way a mile away. That's true. Yeah. East Nashville does it, it. It'll it'll bubble you. It'll. It bubble. does. It has bubbled the crap out of me. It yeah. will. It will do that. But um, there's so much more to Nashville. I know. It really is. Like when you go see a band at the end, that's like West Nashville. Right. That's like a whole other uh, infrastructure of music. Right. <laughs> There's bands playing you don't know about over there. All the time, yeah. Yeah. And you will not know unless you go mm-hmm. over there. All right, cool. What are some of the biggest things you all have learned being in a band? Mm. I've learned to like... Uh appreciate and accept people or try or their music and their styles you know as opposed to me being like you're not what i like so i don't like you kind of thing <laughs> uh, i guess that's kind of how i'm into town because it's like my walls were up like no everyone in portland didn't like anything i liked so it's just like alienated and so meeting zach he liked all kinds of music so i was like oh i should just like everything too like if it's good just enjoy that so i think that's that's a big thing in music and plus also like I'm like, if you're making music and it's not something I would make, why would I shit on that or say good, bad, or ugly about it? You know, it's like, okay, cool. Acceptance. Except, uh, what is that called? Is it, is it acceptance? I don't know. When you're just like... Peace. Cool with everybody. Open being, being who they are, yeah. I guess. Yeah, openness. Just yeah. open mind. And that's how you make friends or just be nice to anybody or... I don't know. You gotta be cool with people just, in a band. You gotta just enjoy that they have passion. That's what I always see. Even sure. if I don't understand what they're doing, like as long as they have passion. Yeah, yeah right. right. If there's uh, an, uh, oh yeah, uh, Ben from the Minx, we were just we were discussing this. Uh, I was like, what are we going for when what 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 when you see a good show and you're like that was a good fucking show? What was that thing that switched that was like oh that's a good show? What was what is that? What are we going for and what is it? And he's like when he put it well. It's like when someone is playing authentically. What genuinely like genuinely playing from their soul or like authentically playing like oh yeah that's what i think we're striving to do Mm -hmm. and that's what i think we're impressed with when when we see it so um that that's why i'm in the band (laughs) band camp (laughs) do you have anything you want to add to that or uh i feel like patience patience Uh, like, even, like, it's, like, uh, talking about, like, being a high-activity kind of person, 
when you're in a van <laughs> for three hours and then you you load in so you get a little ready to go and then you sound check you're ready to go and then you have you you have time you know, like you don't get to play and like it's like yeah during the playing like there's I don't think there's I don't I mean I can think of maybe a few shows where I'm like oh man this is this is not the best crowd or like bar like stuff but it's like every time there's something that I'm getting from the playing portion so I love the playing portion it's every time I love it the writing in a band I don't always love but it also it's like okay well you can do things you can meditate for me because when I'm here I feel like I'm always going because I'm high activity but it's like I catch up on my sleep that's great um sometimes it's like i'll look on my phone and like research like oh what's what's something that i want to do for a workout or like what what do i need to do to like make more like money on the side or something like weird stuff like there's so much time in a day and if you're patient and not always trying to like do something or piss that you're not doing something else I think patience and maybe even more so presence, being present in a moment, I've learned. I'm not ma a master at either of it, but just kind of being like, okay, I'm here now. Like, what can I do to make it worthwhile as opposed to like, uh, I'm bored. <laughs> right. Uh, what do I do between sound check and playing in Boise, Idaho on a Tuesday? Right. <laughs> yeah. What do I do? Well, so you bring books, I guess. Books? For me, like, too, like, I, you know, I always like the idea of traveling and seeing things, but, like, my idea of traveling is, like, I'm not really big on, like, touristy stuff, but I am big on, like, if I lived here, like, what would I do? So, like, I like waking up and going and training jujitsu if I can, or getting a workout in, or, like, you know. If there's a cool, or I used to go to a lot of record shops, but feel like that spent too much money, so I'm gonna wait till we're rich and famous to do that again. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just like finding time, even if you wake up, like, and it's usually if I wake up and go to like work out or something or do one thing in town, then it's like, all right, cool, I can deal with. It like the rest of the day being kind of chill until we play the show right gotta um, get that energy out and yeah and the, the show does it a lot for me too it's like i not every day do i want to be super active some days right. i really do want to sleep and recover because i'm sore but we move a lot of gear yeah. Yeah, that's uh that's a workout yeah right I look at that as exercise now that was a chore yeah yeah it's exercise but patience it is important because yeah like <laughs> Because you have to, like, all right, Loden's at three, and we're 600 miles away. We have to drive 100 miles an hour for the next six hours to get there and then wait around for another two hours before we play. <laughs> Show up the sound man's grumpy. Like, yeah. The bartender thinks you're not going to tip them, and so they're kind of pissed off at you. All this stuff is just, like, all right, well, usually after we play, everyone's happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or they're like, oh, I'm sorry there weren't more people here. You deserve it. <laughs> so it's like okay like just realizing the present situation and making the most out of it right and then also I guess just like putting someone putting yourself in someone else's shoes they don't know who you are don't know what you're gonna do yeah 
you can understand their skepticism, and then you have empathy, and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, yeah. I use a lot of stoic philosophy in order to not take things personally. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Yeah. It's like people are weird and complex. Yeah, exactly. Like, and you can there's no way to understand everyone and what they're going through so it's yeah. like you just kind of let it be or like that's the worst thing about text messaging like i if i'm talking what about yeah if i'm talking about something intense or like something that needs to be clear i don't like to text it no yeah like and like i've been in so many arguments over something over text when i like neither of us started angry but somewhere it was like but you said this i'm like yeah and i meant that so you're like, oh fuck, that's where we lost control. <laughs> like, so like, oh, there's too many periods. It pissed me off. <laughs> yeah, you just don't hear the inflection of their voice. Right. You can derive a lot of wrong meanings from just reading. Easily, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I don't think I asked you this earlier, but what are some of the biggest things you've learned living in Nashville? Hmm. Uh, I guess I don't know the southern hospitality it it didn't really seem like a thing to me until I was older and you see other places there are people come to your town like you're so nice <laughs> uh, I think that's a good thing to continue um but, you know, it's like the whole thing of not allowing people to step over you, on top of you. But even if they do, it's like, well, that's, that's their problem. Like, let it go and, like, continue to be nice because it usually pays off more than it doesn't. Um, so, yeah, being able to um, let things go more. Uh, I think that's the... That's the what I think is the idea behind Southern hospitality and like, bless your heart is kind of growing up. Like, man, I was probably stupid, but I never thought, I thought bless your heart always was like, uh, like, Oh, you're so sweet, but it's kind of a condescending, like, Oh, bless your heart. You idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a really nice way to say it. It is. Um, it's just kind of like, like, all right, you know, today it's like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't like to really argue with people because it's like, all right, you're not going to convince me. I'm not going to convince you. Like, if we have common ground, cool, let's hang out and not talk about the certain things. And it doesn't bother me, but, like, I'm just tired of trying to convince people. Or, and when they try to convince me, I'm just like, I don't have energy for this. Right. This is, I'm not trying to be mean. Or a callus, but it really does drain me when someone comes up and wants to talk about some crazy conspiracy theory. And I'm not trying to get political or anything like that, but like, or even just like something that doesn't matter. I'm just like, okay, I don't, I don't care. Or how, how are you doing? Yeah. You know? Right. So I think that's. Okay, cool. And what is some advice you'd give to someone moving here to? pursue music and art have I don't think it I don't like the idea of like plan B's right because 
I mean, I and I could you could probably say that like, well, you had I had a plan B because I went to college and worked, but I didn't really pursue any work to the extent where I feel like I have a future in those fields. Like when I worked for an advertising billboard advertising agency, I did it for six months. Uh, most of my day jobs have been like, yeah, I'll get the job done, but I'm not gonna be like moving up in this company. Right. Um, I do like construction and creativity, but that, and that stuff, but there's, there's no upward mobility with the people that I've worked. I don't think it's kind of more just me learning handy stuff and making money and having fun doing it. Um, but I do think you should have some sort of, I was joking with this, uh, Ben Ringel from the Delta Saints. He bartends at Marathon Music Works with me. Nice. And he also works construction. <laughs> and we were joking, like, oh, you want to be a musician in Nashville? It's like, how well can you swing a hammer? How well can you make a drink? <laughs> it's like, to have, finding something, and I feel really fortunate for all the side hustles I've had and been able to do, but having some sort of skill where it's like, and it could be like, well, you can work remote. Like now, that's a big thing with COVID. Most people can work remote. But before, is like having a remote job was such a luxury, especially as a musician. It's like, I mean, like, can you build websites for people? Like, can you do something that doesn't require you to be in a specific place at a specific time? That's a good thing. Can you, with like my construction and my bartending jobs, I, so far, knock on wood, I've been pretty fortunate that they seem to be really cool with me going on tour and coming back and they have worked for me. Yeah. So I'd say finding something that can pay your bills so that you can pursue what you want artistically and you don't have to take that first record deal because you need to eat. And like, I, I don't, I'm not trying to like talk down the people that do that because I completely understand it but there's a lot of people that are throwing contracts in your face that are not going to be beneficial to your long-term creative career so if you can not worry about money making money in your creative pursuit in the beginning i feel at some point you want that to take over and if you're going to do it for a long time you need it to at least to a certain extent but there's a there's a heavy metal guy from like Norway or something. I always thought this was hilarious. He's like, he sells a shit ton of albums. Like he's pretty famous, I think, in the metal community. He's always kept his job as a post postal worker. Wow. He's like, I don't want to ever have to make a decision creatively based around money. Like, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, you make a great point. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm, like, fully subscribed to that. Like, I'm always going to be working it. I'd rather not. I'd rather just be able to play music all the time. Sure. But to be able to, like, do that, that's... I'm not saying, like, focus on that. But if you can find something like that... Like, if you're a young kid, if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably play music as much as I did. Maybe even more. But also... If I went to college, maybe try to go to some, learn something like construction a little bit better or go straight to the bar scene. And because the bar scene in Nashville, if you want to work, is very, who do you know? Like, mm -hmm. where have you worked? Oh, you work here, you know that person? Cool. Here's a job. Right. Um, I feel like it's a lot of stuff is like that. So. Right. 
It is good to, I agree too, when you separate your passion from your money, because they, like they say, if they don't pay you, they, they can't tell you what to do. Yeah. So if you make your money somewhere else, you can do whatever you want creatively and go in whatever direction you want because you have control of your finances and your creativity. Yeah. But yeah, some people sacrifice one to halfway get the other. Yeah. I feel like we've been fortunate with us that I don't think either of us are like chasing this million dollar deal or something. Yeah. I mean, we want to make as much money, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, what? My thought too is like with being content with your present, like if ever I get down, I'm like, well, I just played music for a week and I came home with as much if not more money than if I had been swinging a hammer for a week. So that is fucking awesome. Hell yeah. So, yeah. At the end of the day, that's what I care about. It. I do get sometimes analytical of like, well, there are this many people there, and so now I'm worried that. But that's all. It's all bullshit. Don't right. worry about that. It'll, it'll just keep doing it. You know. Awesome. Okay, great. All right, now I'll ask you all the last question. Basically, what I just asked you, but as a band, what advice would y'all give to another band who's going to move to Nashville? Get soft T-shirts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah get real soft yeah. shirts. You're gonna want shirts people don't want to wear. That's a very good point. Yeah. <clears throat> a very good point. We're actually uh, we're really more t-shirt salesmen than we are anything else. We got pretty good at it. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Merchandising. It, You've got the hats. We. I mean, we we've we've picked great artists. We've picked good merchandise. It's been like people are happy to wear it. It's yeah. like mm-hmm. we're dealing in good things, you know. It's good to have the fashion with the music, you know. It'll, I mean, it'll pay your bills, you know. It's tough to get that first batch of shirts, but when you do take that profit, put it back in, put it back in, keep it going. Yeah. Do the thing. I know it's a bit of a pain, but yeah. Also, be patient and communicate best as you can, because mm-hmm. you're gonna grow up with each other and make mistakes and grow. It's like a marriage. Yeah, like a multiple way marriage. Yeah, but it's like you're in the same. You're like we're all dudes, like learning how to live and be people. So it's like you're all having similar struggles at different times and different interpretations. And it's kind of like a cool think tank as far as it's our band. I don't know about other idiots who have stupid band. <laughs> but I like eating fucking glizzies from the gas station. Right, yeah, I don't know what other bands talk about, but I like our conversations about when we're just. Whatever. exploring ideas and shit so yeah um, that's cool I think talking to your bandmates is important and just practicing or jamming a lot always bring it back I learned that from the roots that was Quest Love's thing it's like anytime there was something or it's been too long or something feels weird or blah 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 bring it in have a jam always practice always play yeah that's I don't know cool yeah Oh my God. Well, what's is the latest we are going to be going back in the studio soon or? Yeah, probably. Uh, not soon, like within the year. Okay. Yeah, cool. yeah. Hopefully, hopefully have the recording. Let's let's shoot by the end of the year. Let's say that. Do y'all have any Nashville shows coming up? We don't have any shows coming up. Okay. Um, they're getting booked right now, but the world um, is a little weird. Right. Right now. 
Um, so we're just kind of playing it by ear. We do have a booking agent, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's it, the music industry is a bit of a game. <laughs> uh, so, gotta start selling concerts in the metaverse. Right. Yeah, if we're gonna start having uh, <laughs> concerts in in Fortnite or. Uh, Maybe Call of Duty concert all edition. Of our, all of our songs are NFTs now, so if anybody wants to buy one of those, <laughs> yeah. feel free to... NFTs. Oh my god. It's true. I learned about that yesterday. It's true. It's NFTs are the future of music and uh, on oh. the cutting edge. Oh my mind. I know. Which is funny that we're using the... We're... we're, we're we're using the extreme cutting edge of technology to try and talk people into coming into a room to be with each other and listen to music. It's like the most organic, like, yeah. we're trying to promote the most organic thing you can do, just like being together and dancing and singing. Um, and it's very controversial right now. Re- yeah, that too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're using, you know, digital blockchains and Bitcoin to like, get people into this fucking room, you know. It's funny. Well, yeah. Well, guys, thank y'all for being here. Hey, thank Running you. Interrogate y'all. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, I feel like interviews are good band therapy. Uh, bands do lots of interviews together. Band therapy. Yeah, it's yeah. also true. Get a, a guy that's not affiliated that can just listen to everyone's problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's good. All right. Awesome.